0: Hey, welcome to the latest edition of First Date Copites Podcast. Um, This week, we welcome back, um, well, we have Sean, and we'll welcome welcome back Daz and Hytham. Uh, We were supposed to have Ben, who two weeks ago said, let's get back together in two weeks and see where we're up to. Whew. So uh, probably there's a lot to talk about. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Uh, hashtag first day copites. Um, and last week we had uh, Alicia and Nada on from the Anfield shop. And we'd always recommend that you give them a, a, a look. And um well, I, I, I'm sure we'll talk about this. Uh, I'm more and more convinced that the only way to watch this season is listening to Hot mic, Uh o- Otherwise, we're all going to be driven crazy by um, by the commentary that we're getting from the uh, net from network television. <sighs> okay, uh, so we we're we're, we're going to try and start and talk maybe a little bit about the football, but I suspect we will end up talking about. Um, TV interviews, um, the Premier League, Sky, BT, NBC. Um, uh, yeah. So let's let's at least try and start with the football. Um, we're recording this the day after Liverpool drew 1-1 away at Brighton um, uh, amid some interesting VAR calls, uh, as usual, um, seems, for our games. Uh, we um, had our first defeat in the Champions League on Wednesday. The 2-0 loss to Atalanta. Um Let's start there, Atalanta. Clearly, both games we were we were short of one or two players. So uh, I'm going to go to Daz. What 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 was your take on the Atalanta game? Um, and um, I, you know, it, it seemed like we were sailing through to qualification, and now all of a sudden, the things I read on uh, on social media, which I should never read, seem to be indicating that we're now at risk. What do you make of the Atalanta game?
1: I don't know. Ian Ryan of the Anfield Rap, who I follow on Twitter, said, "I will never talk about that again," and I think he just struck, struck it from struck it from the record. So uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, the less said about that, the, the better. I just uh, I don't want to go in on people, but I just I don't think that Divock Origi can probably, barring a massive outbreak of COVID or at some even worse uh, something worse like the stairs show up with the crowbar again i don't know i just i'm thinking maybe that his time might with us might be done and I, and again i, I it was a day damien kavanagh that said i love him but he's shite he's a legend but he's shite uh and i think that that, that pretty much sums up like it's he it just doesn't seem to be on any of the same pages that anybody else is it's and it, it doesn't seem to be any way that you play him anyway I, i'd that's a story for a different time. I think that uh, that was well-deserved by Atalanta. Uh, we definitely played into way, the way that they wanted us to play. We just looked jaded. We looked tired. We, looked, we didn't look like our heads were like when we, My dad called me within two minutes, and he says, we're going to lose this, and we will not be able to find a way in. And I think we, we didn't take a shot on goal. Is that correct?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: Yep. At, at Anfield, which is it's not even woeful. It's almost unforgivable. Um, and the thing is, like we at the end of it, we had enough firepower to do something, but within bringing within what three minutes of bringing the the quote unquote first string on, we we, we conceded again. And again, you can say like you know if they didn't have time to get up to speed, but we had enough to be able to get back into that game, and we just seemed devoid of any type of plan. I don't know. Like it's there it was enough in, like yeah enough individual talent out there that they they should have been able to pull something together. And I guess it's just one of those that you write off, you know. Another Italian team, um, Atalanta, no mugs. You've got to say that, and they came. They came to play. I think that they realised with IX playing, midgetland. Um, apologies if I butchered that again, but uh, so they knew that they were they were going to have to get some some points to be able to stay in the hunt. And uh, on the on the plus side, at least it makes it a gr- group somewhat interesting, you know, because I think that IX will will think that they can now come to, to Anfield and, and get a result based on what they saw. And I don't think that they will, but again, that's the very dependent on the team that we can, we can put out because there's no James Milner. Now, I don't think it's, I think that hamstring will keep him out for a little while. So whether like, if you, whether you're not you're like Nico Williams, I think that it's, he's going to be our guy for the, at least the next two games.
0: So I'm sure we'll touch on Nico Williams, uh, especially with the Brighton game in mind. Um, I, I, I think one of the things you could observe is, well, two big observations I'd take away. One is they looked like a team that had put a lot into a game not long before, like the Sunday mm-hmm. game. Um, and therefore, some of the enforced changes meant that there was a kind of real lack of uh, flow um, in, in the way the team, team played. The, the other thing got my... my probably biggest takeaway, and I'll go to you, Hytham next, is that referee was kind of weird, wasn't he? I mean, didn't he give a lot of strange decisions?
1: You mean no decisions at all?
0: What? Yeah. But then he, he decided to book somebody. who <laughs> must have been like really pissed off, right, about being booked for in a game where a guy doesn't give any fouls. Yeah.
1: And it was kind of an innocuous foul, too, if I remember correctly. It felt like it was of all the things that you've given or you've let go, this right. is what you're going to pull someone up for and give them a card for?
0: Yep. So I don't know a detour off into, you know, kind of, but it, I, I just felt that the refereeing was strange at the very least. Um, not that you need to go down that direction, Hytham. What, what was your takeaway with Atalanta?
2: I totally agree with you about the referee. And it was, he was just pretty much letting everybody, uh, everyone go. Uh, no repercussions. And, you know, at times I was just like, hey, someone's going to get injured. Um, so first of all, I'm, I'm glad no one was injured seriously on that game. Um, cause, cause there was huge potential for that. To be honest, I was, and and I was not, I was just calling the whole game. I, uh, I watched the game maybe because, it, it, you know, I was watching the, the match with a, a bunch of people virtually, uh, there was a hangout, um, I was watching it with a bunch of people from Europe. But I just, it, it was one of those games that as soon as I saw the lineup, uh, when it came out, I was like, okay, you know, if, if anything comes out of this game, you know, a point or if we win, it's good. If not, I'm not bothered either. And, you know, that that was just, I guess my, uh, the way I was watching the game. So even, you know, when they scored first and then the second goal, I did not really mind it or freak out just because of the number of points that we've accumulated so far. And I just went back to the past couple of years where we actually, I mean, not, not last year, we got knocked out of uh, it was it the quarter final last year uh, by Atletico. But even the year before and the year before it, we always had that one game during the group stage where, you know, it, it was it was I don't want to say a stinker, but just Red you Star know, Napoli. Yeah, we we drop uh, you know points at home. So I just looked at it. You know, that's that's that game that match <laughs> where we're going to lose point uh, points. So you know, overall, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I. Did not freak out afterwards, and you know, uh, going back to what you we were saying earlier, Paul about uh, about you know uh, checking social media and seeing how people freak out. I didn't. I wasn't even looking for that. You know, I was just like, oh yeah, we, we dropped three points um, at home. Uh, that's fine. We're still in first place. We still need what is it? A point to make it through. Um, a draw against a, a I draw. X. Yeah. IX. Yeah. 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 So. Midland. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just going back to what you're saying, Daz, about Rigi, you know, I, I mean, just at that level, I don't believe a player forgets how to play, you know, football. Just you know, like that. It, it doesn't go away. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. To be honest, I don't, I don't know if it's just um, the fact that he has given up. On, on playing for Liverpool. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that that's the case, but something is not right with uh, him mentally because based on what we've seen in the past few years, um, you know, he, he he comes in even when he wasn't playing much and, and he still does something. And even last year, you know, he played in that uh, FA Cup, albeit it was against... The Arsenal of kids, and he played with a lot of kids, but he still scored a goal or two. I can't remember. Um, so he contributed, and and ever since, I'm not sure what it is. Um, I don't know if he needs to, you know to continue to talk to the team psychologist or, or, or whatever it is. Um, uh, like you said earlier, he's a, a a legend. You know, a lot of people will say that. Um, You know, uh, a big evidence is that poster that they had in one of the matches last year (laughs) that got bent. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of sad, but I I just – I don't think it has anything to do with his skills. I think it's more just mindset or something, you know, with the way he looks at things nowadays. Yeah.
1: You can see what's happening now is people are hesitant to pass him the ball because as soon as he gets the ball, it's possession change. Yeah. He's he's like he's like a possession change statistical nightmare. Right he, and, and, and and he touch or he he dribbles he dribbles it into into, into a blind a blind alley.
2: Yeah, it's, and I, I saw I saw a meme, I think, a couple of days afterwards, uh uh mimicking what Benzema actually said about Vinicius or whatever. Uh it was Salah and and Mani talking to each other and you know, it, it was a meme on Twitter, I think. I'm just like you know the the person that put it up. Uh, basically, Benzema said, "If if, if uh, you're not familiar with the story, Benzema was saying this guy is playing against us. Don't pass him the ball." He was talking to Mindy, his his teammate uh, at Real, and he was like, "Don't don't pass him the ball. He's playing against us." And and someone, some Liverpool fan, idiotic Liverpool fan, used it uh, as as if you know, Mane was saying it to Salah or Salah was saying it to Mane. And I'm just like you know. I just, uh, uh short term memory is, is is so jacked up with a lot of our fans, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's, there's definitely something I think, though, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit about Taki Minamino. Um, and uh, I think the same is true of Nico Williams, where uh, th- there seems to be a hesitation to pass the ball to them quite as frequently. Uh, and, and I think, unfortunately, when you have more than one of those players on the field with like the good people. Then that, that just breaks the flow and the the cohesion of the team um, quite quite a bit. Um, it's
1: worse when they're painfully aware of it too, because they play a lot tighter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, no one was fell into that category in the uh, the Leicester game, which was a lot about the, the, the kind of how that played out. Yeah. So, last word on uh, Atalanta. Um, I, I, I guess it'd been really nice to have got a point, but they're actually not a bad team, are they? I think they're going to cause other people problems. Um, But uh, we don't have to face him again, at least not, uh, not, not in the group stages. So that's probably good for us. What what did you make of the Atalanta game, Sean?
3: I mean, I I agree with all that. Uh, I was kind of disappointed to see Arigi starting and not Taki. Um, I, I don't really understand what's going on with Taki. I mean, he hasn't been great when he's played for us, but but for me, he's been better than Arigi. Um, And I, I don't know to me we could use we could use them um, a little bit more. you know we could talk you know more about that in terms of the game yesterday, but uh it was just a weird game. like you said the referee didn't really call anything. Um, it was kind of clear early on that that's how it was gonna be um, and yeah, I mean, the team just didn't function very well. Uh, we weren't creating anything um, and then you know, for the most part, they weren't creating anything till late. They got the goal. We, it, it seemed like we had our subs ready to come in, like we were going to try to make a late push for it. And then they scored the goal. And then our subs came in. And in the couple minutes, it was taken for us to kind of get used to all the new players on the pitch. They scored again. And it was like, you know, that was kind of a backbreaker. It seemed it it normally wouldn't be. Um, but it just it just seemed like we uh, it was just one of those. And um, I think Haitham said before, we've had these games before in the in the group stage of Champions League. We we really haven't been great in the group stage of the Champions League the last couple of years, um, but we managed to make it through and that's all we need to do. So, you know, we get one point against Ajax or we beat Michelin and we're through. So I think Klopp was just, you know, it, it almost seemed like some of the players, <laughs> I don't want to say they weren't going all, all for it because I, I'm sure that that's not, the way they go out there but it can't it it almost came across like all right just don't get hurt you know try to maybe pull out a point here (laughs) that's that's just the way it seemed watching them play it it was just kind of a it was just kind of an odd one especially the way with the referee was calling the game and uh i agree i'm just i'm glad nobody got seriously injured injured because uh definitely could have happened the way the game was being called Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it's just one of those just forget about it move on so, actually, if that was the goal, then they were very successful because that's the
0: one game <laughs> in the past week where nobody went off injured, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> were there allowed five subs?
0: Hmm, interesting. We should. I mean,
3: I, I think Mane in particular, and he was probably just tired. He just didn't look himself. Mm. You know, like, he just, normally he kind of dominates the game um, in terms of controlling the ball and creating an attack. And, like, he just wasn't all there. Blunt. He's very blunt. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's actually uh, – I just – I've never – or I had never seen him play um, – I don't want to call it, you know, just like you guys said, uh, that blunt uh, ever before, uh, ever mm-hmm. since he, you know, started playing for us. Uh, I mean, I, I've seen similar performances when uh, he was with uh, Southampton, uh, but not with the Reds. And, and, you know, again, it was just, like I said, one of those matches. So –
1: we expect him to be the tip of our spear, like it or not. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a lot of the incisive stuff that happens. His vertical leap is incredible. Like any time that someone lofts a ball down the middle of the park and he's there, it never ceases to amaze me how well he gets up and how agile he is against a much bigger and probably more physical, physical, physically dominant player behind him, like one of those big, big rock centre backs. He's He's he just doesn't stop and and to your point Sean to, on on what was it Wednesday he just he just felt like he was meh yeah like he was he just didn't feel, like, look like he was feeling it and and he's very much of a of a touch feel kind of player I think it's he lives on the he lives on that knife's edge and and he was just dull and. Okay. He it wasn't was just him. Like it was, it seemed to be. I yeah. think that's one thing I will say about us: is when we have swoons, it's like a, it's a team-wide swoon. It's not like one or two players. It just seems like everybody kind of vibes off of everybody else, and like, yeah, I can't really be asked today, can I?
2: <laughs> as As Aston Villa is a good yeah. example. Another yeah. good example. You know. But that was un, that was un,
1: that, that really was unfair. Was it three deflected goals? Yeah, that was a like, weird one. Too. How many times is that going to happen? It's like every time they took a shot, it took a flick of somebody and ended, and went in the, like unsavable position for for, for what's-his-face, for, for Adrian,
3: who's, yeah. who has his own... So, yeah, Mane often does a lot of the hold-up work mm-hmm. and he really takes a beating. I mean, if you, if you watch, he, he's so strong. I mean, both he and Salah, I think it's one of the most underrated things about them. You know, they get um, attacked for diving and stuff all the time. They get beat to hell both of them but especially Money. And, and it just seemed like Money wasn't having it he's no. like he was just like I'm not getting beat up today so it just kind of seemed to be the way and I don't know I don't know if that that all played into it but that's just the way it seemed to me and you know but
1: cynical Money's is kind of my favorite money though too like when he's just had enough yeah. <laughs> he's, not even cle- he's not even clever about it he just wellies somebody yeah, well, he just well, goes with like, the forearm or something, and like, I'm like, yeah
0: well, yeah. well, like the Arsenal game where he kicked Bellerin and the other fullback in the first like <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's interesting because he didn't play against Villa Mane, <laughs> uh, and I don't think it was any surprise that he didn't come on. He wasn't not in the starting eleven yesterday after kind of the way he seemed to finish finish that game. Uh, so that, that's probably a segue into Brighton. But one thing is probably also worth sharing is that, uh, like as bad as we played in some of the group stages, that's actually the first group stage loss uh, at Anfield for since I think Rogers era. Wow! Uh, yeah.
1: Um,
0: usually we, we 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 don't play well away. I think that's the the usual thing, and clearly we won at Ajax and at at, at Atlanta. So. Um,
1: Do you guys remember Napoli last year? Sorry to, to jump in. I was just thinking about that. I, f- I felt like the ball was like one of those, remember those plastic balls you used to play with as a kid, Paul? Like it had the, um, it had like the, the hexagons painted on it and you'd, you'd welly it and it'd go like in 15 different directions. Hit yes. It with the outside of the foot and it took like a 90 degree curve. Yep. It just like I, for some reason, and someone else kind of pointed it out as well after the fact on, on, on social media, but every time that ball was, was played, it would bounce 30 feet into the air like the old Jabulani ball, like that Adidas Jabulani ball. I don't know why that just popped into my head, but it, it felt like it played into how poorly we actually played at Napoli. I think that was two years ago now. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Two well,
1: seasons
0: I, ago. So, so, so um, it, it, was that the one where we lost 1 0 or the one where we played much better and lost 2
1: 0? Uh, I think it was the one where Robbo gave up the uh, the penalty. Oh, that was a 2 0, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Another yeah. good segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Robbo gave away a penalty. That's a very <laughs> rare thing calls penalties on I both know.
1: fullbacks in one game
0: yeah so um well we could talk so so let's 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 begin with the game itself and your overall perception on brighton against liverpool which um i, it, I, I don't know when brighton last beat liverpool but i think they were talking about the goldstone ground which is the previous home of brighton on the tv channel i was watching
1: but they mentioned it in the, in the. They mentioned it in the um, the, the broadcast. I think it was nineteen sixty something or other. That was the last time that they. The last beat time them Liverpool World. lost to
0: Brighton wow. in
1: the league, and I think okay. that was the old second division. Yeah, but I think that they uh, they beat them in tw- twice in twice in two seasons in the FA Cup, I believe, is in the eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what they said. Again. Um, I'm not a statistician, it's it's
0: it sounds about right, yeah, because I, I that was the thing I heard, yeah. It was a anyway, it was a sh- Shankly team, second division, yeah. Um, anyway, this game was played at the Amex Community Stadium, I think that's what it's called. Um, what was your take on it, Does Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I think I texted you that we I just felt like we toiled, um, again, through kind of necessity, Klopp had to, had to drop quite a, quite a few new faces in there. Um, I don't think our uh, midfield was, was for the lack of a better word, way of putting it, was glacial. Uh, in their defense, it, it's a much wider pitch than they're probably used to playing on. So there was a lot of space for three of them to cover. It's just, it's not a blistering midfield with um, Taki, Jeannie uh, and, and, and Millie. And I think that you could see that there was a lot of space and it was. It became evident even early on that even though they had that much space, they didn't seem to be interested in playing through us. They were going over us, and that was probably because you had Nat Phillips again, not not Sonic the Hedgehog back there, <laughs> and um, and Fabi. So you have two two central defenders that have probably never played a competitive minute together ever, and then you're kind of thrust into that. I, I, in fairness, I would I would have abandoned my play like play play attractive football too to to at least test that out. And they did early on and, and Connolly got some joy from us. The one that he missed was – I think if they had have, if they had have gone in two up at the half, I don't think that many Reds could have could have had any any gripes or complaints about about being two down at halftime. But I think it was a game of two halves we came out second half when Neko came off and, and Jordan went in. So I know him. Hendo when he when when he came in, it completely changed the, uh, the the kind of the complexion of the game. There just seemed to be more solidity. There was more there was more assuredness coming from from almost everybody. And that Joto goal, like it's he's fast becoming one of my favourite players. Like it's just such a good goal scorer's goal. It was almost out of nothing. Like it was a good ball from Bobby, but he took it. He beat a man, like held onto it, and then. I watched the like the way that he struck the ball too is like he you know how well he struck it is because he finished on his striking leg, like it's it's tough to teach kids that they always end up on their off leg when they hit a ball. But like if you strike a ball pure, you always finish on the foot that you struck. You struck the ball with, and, and you watch it like he just ever so nicely lands back on that foot, and it was perfect because it's a back across a Foster who was, uh, is is Ben Foster that he's he's not the biggest goal. Ryan Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, sorry, Ben Foster's kind of a beast, but um, yeah, Matt Ryan—he's not the biggest goalkeeper out there, and he just puts it, nestles it perfectly in that side, it like going the other way. It was—it was—it was a wonderful goal. Um, their goal, I don't think was, I guess, letter of the law. It is—he did—he did clip him, um, yeah. but it's—you saw, uh, I believe that. Um, Welbeck afterwards said it was a soft penalty because you can see him like he took three steps yelled and then went down and looked at the referee yeah. and uh, I people uh, more cynical people than I will say that well yeah that's what everybody does if you've got to go down and I had this conversation with someone on Twitter like you, you're not going to get the call if you don't go down um, it's like it's, yeah fair enough but the, the, the merit var was it clear and obvious and we'll get into that later. on, am sure. It was just talk. Surely, straight football it was it was a dagger because I I believe like on balance, it, it's probably where it should ended up was one one. But I think that we have done enough in the second half to to take all the points.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the one thing you uh, you didn't mention, but uh, I mean, I think your your assessment of the you know game of two halves, um, you know, much underused cliche, uh, was was probably right. Uh, I think in the first half we looked like a team that hadn't played together much, which it was a team that hadn't played together much. But even having said that, um, I, I I don't know that the uh, the Salah goal was so clearly it was as clearly off, it was offside clearly enough for them to disallow it. Uh, and my I, I, the one thing before I go to Hytham that I, I did, did want to. Uh, uh, talk about was if the standard for it's not a penalty is Salah being brought down by McGinn at Villa, then the, 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 the penalty, um, the World Back penalty, was, was not even worth bothering about. Um, so, and, and, and as long as the. Uh, look, I've mentioned Villa the game three times, there's, there's something going on here, right? Um, so, height them. Brighton,
2: 1 <laughs> 1. <warm, warm. sighs> Feels yeah, like i a bit more. Uh, I'll actually i' i 'm going to start with the second penalty um just because it 's in mind um as as Daz was just talking about it, so I knew it was going to be a penalty the moment it happened because I heard the noise of of uh, robo uh you know kicking or, or the clash of the the feet basically I heard it okay. um and I knew it and and it 's one of those things like, please please you know <laughs> don 't look at it, <laughs> you know, just let it go. And and then, you know, once the ball uh, went out of bounds, you know, I knew they were going to look at it. Um, in general, you know, I agree with everything that I said, you know, from flow of the game, um, tale of two halves. Um, you know, I, I don't think I have anything to add there. The one thing I'd like to highlight is the fact that Brighton is really a, a pretty good team. And... Mm-hmm. I think with everything that was lined up, or, or or everything that unfolded yesterday against us, you know, whether it's VAR decisions, whether they're correct or not, you know, again, it's it's uh, it's becoming more and more just you know subjective. Um, uh, the fact that the injuries, Millie, um, you know, getting injured and and having to go or be subbed out. Um, I think if all those factors were uh, lining up for Brighton against the Spurs, against United, um, they would have won those games, you know, no doubt. And 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 you know that's just how I look at it. You know, it's not, I don't know, Sheffield United or 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 uh, you know Fulham that you know we had that result against. You know, I think I think. We played a really good team, um, and um, we basically almost beat them, um, it's just you know I'm not a big believer in, in in you know luck and all of that stuff. Although sometimes you know I succumb to it, um, but I think just we got unlucky, um, and 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 that's all of it.
0: Hmm. A lot of lot of unlucky things. So so it's interesting. I was I was actually looking at. Uh, the, the team we put out against Leicester and now we're two more players down from that list, uh, kind of going going forward, um, which, wow, maybe maybe if we thought about playing a at re- centre back, I mean maybe. Uh, <laughs>
2: By the way, what happened to Matam? I just oh, just, uh, the, yeah.
1: just left him out.
2: Yeah.
0: So so I think what Many games? They, yeah, what they've concluded is I don't know if he said this explicitly, but. The information that I heard was that they decided that they needed him against Leicester, they needed him against Wolves. He'd need to miss another game and the Brighton game was the one they thought was the, the, the best option because Phillips could play in the Brighton game and he couldn't play in the European games. So.
2: And my second question are we allowed to change our roster in the Champions League after the group stage? I think you can after the group stages, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I can see, you know, um, not that he's going to play um, and, and, you know, maybe we'll get, uh, no, we're actually not, unless we sign someone new, um, but I can see Phillips actually starting instead of uh, Williams. I think he's is, 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 is more solid basically. Um, just because of his age and, you know, playing in Germany and all of that, I think he has more experience than uh, Reese. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think Rich Williams has looked good, but I think the Atalanta game probably showed, you know, that you know uh, he's going to make mistakes. You
1: know. second goal was was the first big one that I that I saw him make because you got he was a no man's land when that ball came back across. The guy could have yeah. finished a ham sandwich and done the Sunday New York Times crossword and finished that. Yeah, it's certainly enough time.
2: Inexperience. In, in I mean, he was playing for. Um, who was it? Reading or Hiddeminsta?
0: Hiddeminsta. Yeah, they were not even in the top four leagues. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, okay, so uh, nothing against them. His 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 great, but um, experience yeah. matters. Yeah,
0: I think I think it's really going to be hard to play Williams and Williams uh, against anyone who's got a yeah. a, a, a serious threat.
2: Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised.
1: Center half will left to do a lot of babysitting on that side. Yeah.
2: Uh, I was kind of actually surprised uh, yesterday when I saw Phillips and Williams playing on the same side.
1: Um,
2: I, I, I I thought that it would be Millie and Williams uh, – no, uh, Millie and uh, Phillips yeah. playing on the same side. And, and actually, uh, you know, uh, I've seen uh, Nico play um, midfield for Wales, and, and I thought he did a great job. So <laughs> – but I know it's 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 not only about um, offense and all of that stuff. Yeah,
1: my my favorite part of that match was was the fact that that Nat Phillips's beard apparently knocked Danny Welbeck out. <laughs> <laughs> that was that call was ridiculous.
2: It's a weapon. Why do you think I'm growing it?
1: Like Chuck Norris got an extra little fist inside of his beard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. If they'd have scored from that, we'd have obviously been talking about that as the main moment of the match. Yeah, so Brighton. Uh last thoughts on on the game itself before we get into maybe some of the more contentious maybe we'll go back to VAR. Um I know we talked about Nico. Um it's gonna be hard for him to play a lot of games um for us. What what are your thoughts, Sean?
3: Uh I I actually thought other than the penalty he gave away, which obviously is a big one. I thought, I thought, I think Nico's done. Okay. I I think he's taken too much. I, I think people have been much, much too harsh on him. I mean, he's a 19 year old. I think, I think a lot of these kids have done great, you know? Um, I mean, 19 years old, it's crazy how many of these kids we have playing right now, just out of, uh, necessity. And I think they're pretty much all doing fairly well. Um, they're going to make mistakes. Like when you played somebody that young, you know, they're, they're going to make mistakes. It's just going to happen. And we don't really have any other options right now. So it is what it is. It's not worth, you know, everybody being overly critical. Um, I actually, I, I thought, um, you know, I, I, I thought the midfield just didn't really work in the first half. I, I thought, you know, when Hendo came on, it, it uh, functioned a lot better in the second half. But the first half, you know, they were killing us up the middle with uh, Mopey and Connolly. And, um, and um, one midfielder on, on their squad that really stuck out to me Basuma, I, I thought he played really well. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with him. I thought he kind of dominated the, the middle of the pitch for a lot of the match. Um, they're a good team. They, they, they haven't gotten the results they deserve up to this point this year. Um, they've been kind of robbed at the end of a couple matches. Um, one was after a match. Right. <laughs> well, well and then so you know so we got robbed in our match um kind of in my opinion i, I thought that you know not to get too much into it but the var decision was at the time i was like oh yeah that's a foul but as time goes on i look back at it i'm like you know that's ridiculous compared to some of the other ones that they haven't called like you know the one the united match against chelsea where it's like you know harry mcguire's tackling the guy to the ground they decide that's it's not you know clear and obvious or you know there there, there have been so many other decisions that uh haven't been called that way. You know, you could see it go that way. You understand letter of the law, but there have been so many other decisions that were also letter of the law that they didn't call that way because they decided it wasn't clear and obvious for some reason. Um, so it's just inconsistent. And so that part's frustrating. I mean, I think Brighton played well. They just, they probably deserve a draw, but it's just frustrating for it to happen that way because I think we, they missed the chances they had, particularly in the first half. Um, you know, like Daz said, if they had been up two nil at halftime, couldn't really have complained. I mean, they were definitely the better team in the first half. Um, but it just felt like we fought back and we were there. We, we had the win and it was sort of just taken from us. Um, so, uh, it's frustrating. I mean, I know we'll get into it, but I, I saw a graphic, I think it was ESPN, which is usually terrible, but, um. Are you is,
0: looking at it minus,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you misspelled always terrible. Yeah. Um, we're minus seven on VAR decisions this year, eight. which is by far the worst. I guess minus eight. Um, and um, I think the next closest team is like minus three or something. So um, it really just, it, it does feel like it's getting very arbitrary. Um it's not how it's intended to be used. I saw, I, I think that as you sent earlier, that one tweet by Melissa ready, they, they had shown the journalists before they started to use this about how it's supposed to be used. And they're clearly not using it that way. They're not supposed to be using it to make decisions. They're supposed to be using it to confirm or overturn clear errors. And that's just not how it's being used. Um, I thought the month that we didn't talk about the Salah offside call was kind of ridiculous too. Um, They don't use consistent angles when they're reviewing the offside in the games was really getting frustrating for me and the, and this stupid line drawing thing that they do, it it makes no sense. Sometimes the lines aren't even parallel or perpendicular. Um, It's just ridiculous. You know, like, like a lot, a lot of it is ridiculous and I, I don't watch a lot of other um, football, like, you know, Champions League or international, but when I have, VAR is not used this way in other countries. Like, like it's not impossible to get it right. It's just, for some reason, they keep screwing it up. And um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the officials. But, you know, see here or there. In in terms of, you know, in terms of the football, um, the only other thing I I would say is that when Milner got hurt, I thought that kind of threw us off towards the end, too. Um, I think if he had stayed on, we might have scored another. But um, we won't know. So hopefully it's not too bad as hamstring. But he'll probably be out for a few games. I think with
1: Milner, like now it's gotten to the point, and I think if Milner specifically was is kind of drew a line under it. Now I think that it, it kind of creates a mini panic where it didn't before, because now it's like, oh my god, it's another one, it's another one, it's another one. Like the next man up argument now is is becoming thin. Well, it's not the argument, but like the the, the the people that are stepping, the next man that are stepping in is is becomes a, it's going to start wearing on the consciousness and and the psyche and and the confidence of the players because they're like. Millie's down we're back to Necco when Necco goes down who's next like it's we're just Curtis Jones is now playing right fullback like it's, it's it's gotten to that it's I think that that, that it's a fight. It was drawn on a, a, with Millie going down the finer point to, to, to kind of back up what you're saying is I think it's kind of throwing the players more for a loop now than it than it probably was because we just don't have the troops that we had before like Hendo goes down, Jeannie steps in. Jeannie goes down, Thiago's there. And like, we just – was so thin now. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, I think it's – I know they're professionals, but they're still human beings.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you look ahead, not to jump ahead, but when you look ahead this week, I think if we make it through this week, we start to get some players back. I don't know exactly when Trent comes back. I don't know when is going to come back. But at some point, you know, Hendo came back this week. And we, we should start to get some of these guys back. Um, so that should help I me, mean, especially if we get Trent and Tiago back, that'll be huge. But so
1: uh, Tiago's gone at least for the next two. So Wolves and Ajax, he right. not no contention. Is that, uh, is that what Culperity had said? Uh, I think that well, was. He was
2: yeah. yeah, he was, he was vague about it. He was like, oh, I don't want to tell uh, Ajax and, and uh, uh, what's the other team? Uh, Wolves, mm-hmm. um, uh, our business basically, but I don't think they're going to be back. You know, I think it was Thiago and maybe Trent. Matip, oh. or Trent, Thiago and Matip maybe. But he, he was vague about it, and, and, and just knowing him, I think that just means they're they're not gonna play. <laughs> uh, but one thing that you know, um, you know, I'm just yeah, came to mind when you guys are talking the rate that we're losing players versus the rate that you know uh players are coming back basically to the roster um uh, there's no um uh, equality between the two basically so we're just losing more players than having players coming back and it's it's a, it's a problem um uh, but again you know again like i said before in in, in many many recordings uh, of this podcast i just you know uh, we're in second place Mm-hmm. um you know and and um, i think i can't remember if it was you sean who said it um the stretch of matches that we have coming up um yeah. you know compared to the other teams in the top four nowadays or whatever um by far is is is, is uh, mild so
0: yeah so just picking up on that point about uh the rate of return of players versus the number of injuries it really does feel like we um we we were at risk of running out of players at some point in the near future because uh, they're not coming back fast enough. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking we should pivot a little because clearly we've talked a lot of football, the games we touched on VAR, um, but clearly it felt like a, a Klopp's interview. uh a, well, Interviews uh, after the Leicester game and interview yesterday against uh, after the Brighton game have stirred up some controversy about uh, his his ridiculous idea that Liverpool shouldn't be kicking off at 12.30 on a Saturday after playing a Champions League game on the previous Wednesday. Um, lots to say on this. Um, I know you had some strong opinions about it, Daz, so I'm going to go to you first. Um, Jurgen Klopp, kind of man in the spotlight,
1: well, he's doing what good managers do. He's he's defending his his team. So again, the cynic. I always go to the cynical aspect of it. But there's people on the other side. Is like he just needs to shut up and do his job. Like pity poor us. And I hate this. Like it's, and I'm getting a strong, like getting a very strong, like always the victim energy that that seems to come our way. And but he's he, the point that he made afterwards was. Like, look, it's, it is what it is. But why are we getting, why are we the only team that has three Saturday matches after a Wednesday match and it's the early match? Like, I think he says that to Dez Kelly. And Dez Kelly beforehand, uh, whether or not he meant to, like, he, he baited him. He's, he wanted to know about what he would said about VAR. And he's like, as far as I know, that, like, all three of the decisions are right. And then his immediate reaction was, like, well, some of your players are saying that's not the case. And that's when, I think that's when Klopp was taking off a shoe in his mind and he was just going to throw it at him. Because and that's that's when he got his hackles up, and 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 he went and he went for the broadcasters. And I think what people are trying to insinuate is that Des Kelly was taking up for for hit people of his ilk. Like, why are you having a go at me as working for the company, not the company itself? And I think that that seems to be, from what I'm reading, is like you, it's not his fault. And yet he was the first one. Like Des Kelly turned around and, and said, like, well. Once you go to the PL it's not us so that he took up for the actual broadcasting companies thereafter. so I think that, that rendered that, that particular argument moot because he did go to Matt for his company Matt, Matt for his company and personally we, I, my take is, and again, I'm always going to take start off with, well not start off with the cynical take, but I'll go to it. We all know who the overlords are here. it's the people with the money, it's the broadcasting companies. they have the capacity to change. And do quite frequently change fixtures to to accommodate something or other, so to say that they can 't do it or you 've signed a contract it's 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 just it 's not true it 's untrue and and then Robbie Earle had something to say about like well i 'm sure that the clock would needs the money it was i 'm paraphrasing it, but it was again it was very it's not about it is about the money. Obviously it's clearly about the money because that's what seems to predominate. If you're looking for a seven thirty kickoff because people in Asia want to watch the better match, which is Liverpool. And so we we're, we're kind of we're kind of victims of our own success to a very real extent because we're such a hot commodity we have to jump through the hoops that, that, that everybody needs us to jump through. And it's just to expand that. Like you look at when we have to go to the far East because standard the is out of the far East. And um, every other year we go there for our preseason because we have contracts to, uh, because we, they want, they want us to have a presence out there for them as well. So it's, I think that Klopp is, is 100% correct to be um, selfish about that because he has, a, he has a t- these are human beings that he's dealing with. They're not automatons. Like that's you don't just oil them up and stick them back into the fray. Like when these guys, like look at the rates of soft tissue injuries that are happening right now. And it's not just us. It's happened to us, like what, we have nine down now. Some of them are horror challenges, but a lot of them are just a, a, a overuse or repeated use injuries. And so to say that, like, you get that extra three and a half hours, people like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. But you were, we were talking about it off air earlier. Like, the, the amount of sports science that goes into this. And p- people that are popping up from, from, from teams in the 90s, like, ah, we just got on with it. It's not the same game. It's just not. It's nowhere near the intensity that you guys, that, that these guys play at, the way the club has them playing. Like, the number of, you didn't run 12 miles in a match. You just did it. Yeah, looking at you, Danny Murphy, you bald pillock. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not having that. Like, you're comparing apples and oranges here. And, but everyone wants, like, a, the, the good old days. And I was, one of the points I was going to make about, like, I can imagine all those, those players from the 70s and 80s are like, oh, this ref's letting it go for our match against, against Atalanta. Oh, yeah. he's letting it go. This is the way it should be. But it's, like, the, <laughs> the rate of injuries is a lot higher now than it was back in those days. Yep. and to, to to suggest otherwise is just disingenuous and it's, and it's angering and it's, and I can see why Klopp gets upset because to say that like, this has got nothing to do. It's got it's got, it's got to do with the CEOs, the CEOs, the, what are they going to say? is like, yes, sir. Thank you. sir. here's the check from you guys. That's exactly what they, the tech that they're going to take. They're not going to go to the mat for these guys. They see them as, they see them as, 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 as commodities. And you can see that hence them being bought and sold and traded for whatever amount of money that they, that they, that their price tag comes with. It's, it's it's just disingenuous, and it's, uh, and Klopp again has every right to take to take to take that that, that mantle on, and and fight for his boys, and um, I'm here for it.
0: Thoroughly, thoroughly agree, um, although you have stolen the line I was preparing for the end of the show by Danny Murphy. But uh, um, <laughs> so so I think uh, when we were talking before, somebody said it's not the 80s anymore, and I think that's absolutely true. You know the 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 kind of players who are on TV talking about like oh they should just get on with it. I've never played football at this level uh, in terms of the, the athletes that the players now are uh, and the, the miles that they run in games. Um, some of them
1: used to smoke cigarettes at half time. you got an orange. Yep. Yeah. And a cigarette.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause they didn't have to run 12 miles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was, right, right? They probably thought it helped.
3: Uh, right,
0: right. So um, yes, I'm sure there's some tobacco company research that would back that up. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so what do you make of it all Hitham? Um I, I you know so so clearly uh it's become fair game to try and wind up Jurgen Klopp uh, after in the post-match interviews. Um, yeah, to, uh
2: so two things. Uh the first one I think Des talked about it a little bit, which is, you know, whatever his name is, Des whatever. Manny. Kelly, yeah. Um uh, I hated the fact that he was acting um, uh, Agree? Stupid, stupid, kinda. And when, when Club said congratulations or whatever, and he was like, "Are you talking to me?" You know, of course he's not talking to you. Who are you? I mean, um, so and I think that's when he, what you were talking about, Daz, uh, when Club, you know, in his mind, took off his shoe and and threw it at him. Uh, but I, I, I thought, you know, as soon as 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 he said that, I was like, okay, so yeah, so something is going to pop up, and this is going to be an interesting conversation between the two. Um, so from that perspective, you know, the Saturday match, um, the early uh, the early kickoff, you know, I totally agree with everything that um, that said. Uh, club stood for, um, you know, I have nothing to add to it. Uh, however. Uh, my second point about the conversation is, is, is actually, it's, it's related uh, it's regarding the five subs and, and um, you know, uh, in contrary to the whole conversation about who's responsible for that early kickoff, you know, uh, it's, it's the execs um, it's, it's the CEOs that signed the contracts, all of that stuff. Um, Club said something that really resonated with me when he was talking about Chris Wilder um, and his opposition to the, Uh, five subs. And he was like, well, Chris Wilder, uh, you know, was being selfish and and wanted. And I, I I totally respect Chris Wilder. I think he did a fantastic job um, last year. And uh, I still think they're going to stay in the premier league. Um, um, But when he said um, he, he was being selfish, he just wanted three and he still has one point. I mean, that's, that's a fact you know you can't really get around you know uh around it and you can't point fingers and all of that stuff so that's that's the one aspect of the whole conversation that um really jived with me and 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 you know grabbed my attention um the rest of it you know um the whole thing i think to a certain extent you know and i try to look at the big picture sometimes that, to a certain extent, yes. There, there's, uh, there, there are a lot of inter uh, interdependencies between you know the clubs and and, and uh, the P.L. And broadcasters and all of that stuff. And, and and money is money, but at the same time, you know, this guy is um, seeing the exact um, his 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 in the training ground with his players. He sees exactly what's going on, uh, and it's it's on um, an hour to hour basis. Not, you know. The rest of them, you know, maybe the execs, it's, it's a, on a daily basis, the uh, Brock, uh, broadcasters are on a, a weekly basis that they see these things. But this guy is there in the trenches with the players and he sees the effect of what's going on. Uh, so kudos to him. Um, you know, uh, I think he has, you know, obviously he has no propaganda or, or, or um, anything. And, and like you said, you know, it's, it's not just Liverpool, it's a lot of teams that are going through it. Um, had it been on the Liverpool and he was complaining about it, you know, I would get it, you know, and people say, oh, he's being selfish or uh, he's being loud, but it's not, that's not the case. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if I
0: was a conspiracy theorist, which generally I'm not, um, then I might kind of tie a few of these things together. Uh, and it's interesting that the TV companies who kind of want to like present this this kind of fantastic product um, seem seem to be ignoring... Uh, and seems to th- I want to ignore like the qual the quality of the games that we're seeing. I know mean, if we've seen some of the other games this weekend, I've not watched a lot. But the standard is not great. You know, there's there's definitely something um missing, especially those teams that have played European football. And I found it amusing yesterday. The commentary I was listening to was talking about uh, Liverpool weren't very cohesive, as if that was just like, oh, it's the manager's fault. He hadn't kind of, you know, like because they were great against Leicester, why wouldn't they be cohesive today? Well, the obvious reason is all the things, the aforementioned things that, that we have mentioned. Um, makes me wonder whether some of this is spilled over into, uh, oh, so this is definitely crank conspiracy theory territory, but makes me wonder whether it's spilled over into the VAR, um, into Stockley Park in terms of like, <laughs> oh, it's them, right,
2: okay, okay. Anyway. Yeah, as, long, as, long as, as long as there's no connection to a dead uh, dictator, with the conspiracy, um, uh, you know, it's all go.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe we just haven't found him yet. <laughs> so, Sean, yeah, feel free to dismiss all of that nonsense. And uh,
1: Ferguson's still very much alive, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, just one aside, uh, I was watching, I, I, I don't know how I saw this, uh, I was not watching the United game, but I did see the BBC feed and someone's comment was, uh, can someone tell me what time the Manchester United penalty happens?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it today too. So.
0: Strangely, they didn't get a penalty today. But.
1: Yeah. I think they in the box enough. Not that it seems to matter.
0: No, 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 no. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's a foul either, but
2: yeah. There was actually there. There was one I think where um, Rashford um, something happened close to the box mm-hmm. and Rashford fell down. I was like, "Oh, there it is!" Uh, but somehow no one looked looked at it. it
1: There's also like, the Bertrand Del- uh, potential handball on the cross in the second half. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, this this is this is ruining my conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> How can they possibly not get a penalty? They all sound like nailed on to me based on what you've described.
3: Yeah. Only when they need it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as far as the interview went, um, I, yeah, I I agree. I think the reporter was baiting Klopp. Um, I guess like, you know, this whole, this whole issue with the injuries and the scheduling and all that, the frustrating part to me is that like these people on TV get paid to give their analysis of this stuff. And the analysis is just crap. There's no discussion about what Klopp is actually talking about. Like, if you – if you there, there's no analysis of, of, like, why players need three days of rest, for example. Like, they, they don't yeah. – you know, and, and to me, like, that's the discussion Klopp wants them to have. He wants them to be talking about why this fixture congestion and the need to rest is important because there is all this sports science that goes behind it. They have a schedule after every match they play you know you have a you have a I, i'm not a sports scientist I, I don't know anything about this stuff but my understanding is that you have a rest day you have a recovery day and then you train on the third day you don't train on the first or second day after a match so they have no time to prepare anything before they play the next match and not only that the players you know simon brundish put together this this um you know, you know he's been a guest on our show and follow him on twitter and he works with you know a number of clubs and does um, kind of the sports science stuff and he had a list of Liverpool players and almost the entire team was either in the yellow or the red in mm-hmm. terms of being fit to play the match yesterday so um, like that's why Klopp's upset because they're, they're not they don't have enough bodies to play a match without putting people at risk and there's no discussion of that in the media just about how Klopp's whining and he's selfish and you know all this, this nonsense it's not sexy yeah, <laughs>
1: numbers on sexy, man. Like I, I, opinion opinion sells, man. But the dog the man has to bite the dog.
3: So right. let's see what happens in two or three weeks when we're not the only club with nine injuries, because that is going to happen. I mean, the way that this is going, when every other club that isn't playing in Europe plays two matches a week or however many weeks in a row, they're gonna have the same problem. And and I just watch the conversation change. Because like right now it's mostly just us. But I mean, like you said earlier, Paul, like the, I watched a little bit of the Spurs-Chelsea match, and um, neither team really threatened. You know, Spurs seemed to be almost playing in a way where they they, they weren't requiring their players. Like, it's almost like Jose was playing to not, you know, have his players run around. Say but, it. Mark, that's the say that's it. what
2: they does every say week. It. That's it.
3: was every <laughs> week. But it, it – It was to me. It was it was odd. Like I I felt like the intensity would have been more in a normal situation to play against Frank Lampard at Chelsea, and it really like just wasn't even there. They were they were sort of parking the bus, Um, but it it was even more than that. There just wasn't the intensity that normally would be there, and I was thinking like, you know, he's probably he probably doesn't want to run his players into the ground before we got all these matches coming up. But I don't know a part in that or not, but I, I think there will be plenty of other clubs that run into the same type of injury crisis we have right now. And I bet the conversation changes when that happens. But
0: well, Tottenham's probably a whole other conversation because
3: really, <laughs> you, Marini- you have
2: You have you have described Mourinho's playbook page by page just in he the past the thirty seconds. Yep,
3: he almost yeah. got it. The bus. He Also <laughs> had a chance at the end if he had made the right pass. They probably would.
0: And now he doesn't need to do anything to like, make fans happy in, in the stadium. So it's- No, exactly. <laughs>
1: that's a, that's so a something point. something struck me when you were talking there, Sean, was if you go back and look at the last two years under the way that Jürgen Klopp has run his players, the way he's played his matches when you had a preseason, when you didn't have this type of fixture congestion, when you didn't have COVID, you look at how how, how many players can you remember going down with soft
3: tissue injuries? Uh, yeah, not very often. Yeah,
1: like, like uh, Maybe Hendo.
3: Yeah. And, 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 and Nobby a few times, right. I was going to say
0: it's been so few that that guy on Twitter from, from Holland hasn't been on his case for about 18 months. So. The fitness egg. Yeah. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. So it's not but been, he,
1: had, he has a point. If you think about it, it's like, he's like, look, look at my track record when I've had yeah. all of these things that like, when, when I've had control, like some sort of quote unquote control over, over the situation. Like my ship is tight. Now it's just kind of wide open and you guys are making it worse by congesting fixtures like this for the sake of, well, it's, you'll say COVID and it, fair enough, like it's it is, it is it's dictating whether we play the game. But it, they, there should be concessions made because they can make them, they just won't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what, that's what he's trying to say to the Des Kellys of the world is like, stop being disingenuous. If you want to have a conversation about it, we'll have a conversation about it. But you want me to give you a headline. And regardless of what I do, you're going to, you'll glean something from it. You just like to, you like to, you like to bait the bear, man. You want to poke the bear.
3: But it's even and more than that. He's actually directly asking them to have to, to, they need to start the conversation. Like they're, they're just not doing it. Yeah. Like they're, they're just not having the right conversation because of, you know, for whatever reason, I guess they think it doesn't sell, but you know.
1: Um, well, Solskjaer. We talked about this as well. Like yeah. he had something almost exactly the same thing to say. Was it was last week. Yep.
3: Yeah, I guess I, I saw the video today. I thought it was after today's game, but he basically said the exact same thing and it didn't cause all this uproar, but yeah. it
2: was two weeks yeah, ago. Well, what, what has he won? So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know.
1: so
2: a play, we're going to do one <laughs> last round. Uh, we're going to look ahead.
0: Um, cause what we play, I exit home on Tuesday night. Um, I guess that's another two-day recovery thing, but uh, let's, let's see how that plays out. Well, at least given we play too early on Saturday, maybe we have longer to get recovery time. But then it's, it's what, four or five days before we play Wolves? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe this What is he going to do? do?
2: Yeah. Too <laughs> <How laughs> <do you laughs> much <laughs> time <laughs> on his hands. could dance? I actually happen beyond
0: Home Depot. Who knows? Could well, what do, you th- training th- training so, guys, what do you think he's going to do? <laughs> what do we think is going to happen?
1: Ajax, I think, is, I think he'll just be full management mode. And it's not going to be Torah, Torah, Torah at all. Even though it's at home, he'll probably play, well, as cagey as he can possibly play because uh, I think that his lineup is going to be definitely dictated by all and sundry factors that we've discussed at length. Um, I don't think that we're going to see a, a scintillating match, to put it to put it lightly or to put it plainly, honestly, I, just, I think that uh, you're going to, I think Curtis Jones will probably pop back into the midfield. Um, you'll probably see the same front three in some fashion. I think that he might give Diego, Diego Joe to the day off because he has played quite a few minutes. You'll probably see Salah Firmino and, uh, and, and, and Sadio up front. Uh, Cause we do rely on them heavily to, to, to do the business for us and grant and and they do. That's we it's something that he can plant a flag in because by and large they will, no matter how bad we are in the back of the midfield, if you get it up to them, magic can and will happen. Yeah. Um Reese Williams probably and alongside Fabinho, I guess. Um Jean again, like genie's someone we don't talk about enough. Like how many minutes has he played? He's like it's the guys, are, right. well, he's probably as I mentioned, automaton beforehand. He's probably the closest thing we have to one, mm-hmm. and it's and he just goes about it so professionally and so methodically. It's 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 a privilege. It's actually a privilege to watch because he doesn't whine after games. You you watch his social media stuff, like he's just ah, it was tough, you know, but we move on. That smile that he has just seems like I think that his smile is kind of representative of who as who he is as a person as a human being. And mm-hmm. like he just. He's just a he's just a happy person. I think he's just a, a positive a positive influence. Um, you'll probably see Hendo come back in because he's he needs something to shore up. He needs leadership, and without Millie now, without um, without uh, Virgil, like he's, he needs he needs that voice yeah. that you can hear from outer space. And so,
0: I guess given there's a, such a gap between that game and the walls, relatively speaking, I actually think he might go like really heavy. Uh, Against Ajax as heavy as he can, given given the squad limitations, and that you might see um, Fabinho and Matip playing.
1: Um, Jog my memory, did we play a pretty strong lineup against them away? We did, didn't uh, we? I think it was a pretty decent lineup. So
0: we had uh, Curtis Jones came in and played half the game instead of Henderson. Um,
1: it was a good injury, wasn't it? Did, didn't he pick up an injury? That was that when he picked up the injury.
0: Uh, he he had been injured, Henderson, and he came, he was only going to be able to play forty-five minutes. Forty-five, in, that's right. Yeah, in yeah. Second forty-five. Uh, didn't it? that? I'm trying to remember. It's a hot. Rhys, Rhys Williams played. What, I think. We definitely had other. Yeah, there were definitely other players playing.
1: Yeah. I think we played. So we played a good lineup, and yeah, we did. I don't think it was the best match I've ever watched us play either. I think that it was it was kind of grueling. It was it was a slog. And I, because I think I remember thinking to myself, I was like, that's one of those, those types of performances that we're probably going to have to see more often than not in this the current season, the way that things are stacking up. Yeah. So I think even if he plays a good team, I still think I'll stand by it. I don't think it's going to be scintillating. I think it's going to be very yeoman like. I think it's going to be very, let's get this job done, get a point, get out, and we're done. And then we can play the kids against Ninjitland.
0: So um, I, the only thing that's holding me back here is that's exactly what I said before the Atalanta away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just saying. <laughs> so, but hey, a point. I'd be very happy with the point. But I also think he might he, he he might be committed to making this work, given he's got that time, and then he can afford to play. I don't know. People we've never heard of in the game away at uh, Michelin
1: Well, you have to think about how Ajax is going to approach this as well. Mm-hmm because they can't come in and get tonked so i think that they'll they're going to come and play like an away an away team yeah.
0: because
1: they know that, that there's a pretty good chance that they can that's is going to get the points from from Midgetland, and yeah. that leaves them having, if we if we get smacked by us they have to go and get a pretty decent result against
0: yeah cuz it, it's not it's head to head the counts in champions league not goal difference is that correct yes it is i there was, there like the a, way a, a that sounds
1: I like the way that
0: sounds. I think head-to-head. Head, it, it, so so that means that, you know, IX can lose, but it, the result against Atalanta is key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh.
0: So, Hytham, last thoughts on, uh, well, not quite last thoughts, but almost last thoughts on the week
2: ahead. I believe it's like, i say it. i totally agree with Daz. it's it's uh, it's going to be a, a boring uh match um uh, the one comment i have paul about you know the the gap between the iax match versus the uh the wolves uh, match and how big of a gap it is um uh, i mean this this is just a Different circumstances, right? But with the injuries and all. I mean, uh, Z- uh, Daz was just talking about, you know, the levels, yellow and red, and all of those players. So that's another element to be, uh, or factor to be looked at. Uh, so I-, I think, yes, you're still going to have your Nikos. Uh, Niko's going to probably play. I mean, we don't have another uh, right back, anyways, Curtis. Uh, Will probably be in there. Um, I was looking at the highlights of the Ajax match uh, in their let's um, call it Eredivisie or whatever their their league yesterday, and they smashed the team they were playing against, uh, four zip or five zip. You know, of course, their league is, is so poor. Ajax is pretty much the uh, <laughs> the Juventus or or PSG of their league, and and they win it every year. Uh, I get that, but. Their form was good. Um, So they're going to come in and, and again, they'll look at the Atlanta Atlanta match and and expect themselves to maybe get the same type of result. Um, So I think, you know, like Dad said, I think it's just going to be a professional match and and we get the point and we're through. Uh, I'm not expecting a whole lot uh to happen um again you know just going back to the fact that we have nine points um i think we're gonna get one point out of the next three matches uh or is it two two right yeah. um and, and and you know it is what it is um but yeah, i'm not expecting any any you know uh results like the Atalanta, uh atlanta um, away match or anything like that if we get it hey that's fantastic if not I'm fine too.
0: So I wasn't pretending we were going to beat them 5-0, just saying. But I do think <laughs> hey, you, you he, said may that Lander. he may go stronger, having been bitten by this already, because he's obviously listening and he's just going like, to make us all look like we don't know what we're
2: about. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> by default, I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: So Sean, last word to you, um, looking ahead. Um, could be so So I mean this last week has felt after the Leicester game has felt quite tough um, feels like this week coming up could be better
3: yeah I mean I, I think the Ajax game is going to be interesting to see who he plays uh, for a couple of reasons um, we really really can't afford anybody else to get hurt um, but at the same time I hear what you're saying in terms of playing a stronger lineup because we do have the couple extra rest days uh, before Wolves, Um, you know, so there's, you know, there's a lot to consider there. Like if we play Nico, we're going to play Nico next to, next to Reese again. Um, You know, so does he play Nico right back? Does he he do a Curtis Jones experience again at right back? Probably not. Probably going to see Nico, but you know, it's at this point, like um, you, you gotta, you gotta worry about him as a young player. Uh, playing too many minutes, too. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I would expect Samikas Sim- to start, um, you know, so maybe um, – Denebeck? <laughs> could be. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I, I think Klopp did make the comment at the end of the game about the five subs that he would have. He definitely would have used that to rest Rabo. So I, I sort of took that – you know it's that like well he's probably worried about rabo in terms of like the number of minutes and we definitely don't want him getting hurt um so yeah it'll be interesting to see who we play there um i'm i'm hoping we get the win I'm, i'm i'm assuming mo's gonna start hopefully he's fired up comes out um and is able to score at least one um and then we'll have enough rest days that we can play you know as as much of a full strength lineup as we can against Wolves, and um, you know hopefully kick on from there. But I think that I think this week you know it's going to be critical in these next two games that we don't get any more injuries. If we if we if we pick up any injuries in these next two games, um, then we're talking uh, pretty dire um, in terms of who we're playing. So um, I'm just hoping that we make it through this week without any more serious injuries. Honestly, because at some point. Uh, we will start getting some players back and it'll help whenever Tiago and Trent can get back. That'll be a big boost. Um, so I've been keeping my fingers crossed. Like if Tiago can just get back and stay healthy, like that could be, like that could be big for us. Um, And then the other one is that um, didn't Ox make the bench yesterday? Was he not on the bench? I, 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 I So I, I, maybe a pop bench. Yeah. so Plus <laughs> on the bench. Um, but I, I well, think he's maybe
0: hallucinating. Be... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I be...
3: <laughs> Look
1: away from the yellow screen. Look away from the yellow <laughs> screen. <laughs>
3: um, but so, so maybe he, he comes back um, at some point or is at least on the bench or something like that. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll yeah. see, but. Yeah, see, I wonder if
1: where... centers were a thing. What's that? Remember when horse placenters were a thing? And I want to say it was like the early 2000s. Remember, like apparently people were wrapping horse placenters around injuries. I wonder if there's a run on horse centers in Liverpool right now. <laughs> They're
3: trying everything they can. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so I'll only believe that's true of Virgil's back in January. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, what one, one one point um you know that I was actually thinking about earlier and forgot to mention and, and Sean uh something that Sean said just uh, uh reignited in my head. Um so Tsumikas, uh can't he like uh, and an uh aspa uh ask La to play on the right hand side? Because you you have some you know some uh, uh backs uh that could play on on either side i mean they have a preferable side but and i know he's a lefty but just we're, we're not going to expect crosses you know from just play defense on the right hand side next to you know reese williams uh do you guys think it's not possible for him to do so
1: uh, i think my question sorry Paul, go
0: ahead. i was going to say I, I so my take would be that he needs to figure out how to play left back for liverpool before we stop. Yeah. Like right back because <laughs> clearly yeah, i think you know someone could argue like well if you're trying to protect robertson why did you bring him on the other night you know um yeah. you could say um i think yeah so i think the short answer is possibly but only when he becomes like a trusted person in the squad um
1: so why did he take I, nico off on saturday on saturday yesterday
0: i don't did he did anyone ask him why he did that
1: I I haven't called him yet, so no, I haven't talked to him about
0: it. <laughs> so so when I spoke to him earlier, what he said no, what
1: he said was,
0: yeah, so I guess my take is, I, I think a lot of it was about the thing we talked about earlier about people were not passing to him. It was like let's give the ball to Nico so we can cross it into the box where they've got those six for five defenders. Yeah, let's yeah let's move the other. I think there was a lot of they didn't like his decision making. The penalty can't have helped, even though I think Connolly was very clever. And, uh, you know, if you look at it, um, I'm not sure Nico fouled him as much as he used Nico's outstretched leg to fall over. Um, But that's always going to get given. But I think there's a lot lot in it about people thinking he's a bit naive, he's kind of not quite ready, and he's definitely not Trent.
1: So that's the question. And then the question becomes, do you throw him into the fray against a team that's like Ajax, who are arguably a better squad than than Atalanta and... Mm-hmm. And Brighton to see him get thrown to the wolves because he's 19. Like, yeah. at 19, what were you doing at 19? I didn't have the type of like intestinal fortitude or, or mental fortitude that you're expected to have in this. And he's just getting absolutely slaughtered by, so, by people. So, yeah. when you
0: when you guys were all naysaying on the Curtis Jones at right back,
1: I'm thinking, you know,
0: there's he a was man- terrible there. He was
1: terrible. His positional Very. sense is awful. I played fullback for a large portion of my life, and I'm not saying I'm anywhere near as good as any of these guys, but my positional sense, I'm, like, I'm just looking at him from like, mate, the guy, your man just ran past you, and you're watching the guy with the ball. Here's yeah. the difference, though,
0: that th- like Trent does not play like a regular right back. If if you're asking Nico to play like Trent's role, he's okay. not going to do it. If you're asking like the other scouser who can hit cross field balls to play it, he might not be a bad option. It was there he is had one like other four player? Or five
1: weeks of practice doing it. It's like it's you just chucked him on there because you got an injury.
0: Well, if if Matip is the right sided defender, I think there may be some benefits from using him in that slot.
1: Do you have money on this move? Because it sounds like, <laughs> sound like you had a couple of quid on. So, so, on so my goal. own authority
0: is. Uh, Neil Atkinson on the NFL rep today was talking about like, hmm, maybe you could do C- Curtis Jones as the uh, makeshift right back.
1: You know, maybe. I think you might've been looking at the same yellow screen that Sean's
3: been looking at. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, so, I think it's a, ter- so a terrible a idea
3: player that's played right back for us though. It's Jordan Henderson, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to go that that's way. A waste. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
2: I think we should play uh, Costas, uh, you know, the least, that you can think about is the fact that he has played a, a, a few European matches in the past. And yeah, but
1: again, that would mean that Robo has to play too. And I think Klopp was saying, and as Sean alluded to, like he's he needs he needs to give him he needs to give him because Robo is probably like not even in red. He's like he's gone brown, red, and he's back in the green again. He's so far past the red,
2: yeah Yeah, yeah. Gina can play that
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> He wow. did. He did. He's in the <laughs> he <red>. did before. <laughs> This, this,
0: this sounds like cloning is going to be the next option, actually. <laughs> genie's going to play in all of the roles hey i, I think we've way over on our time today this was a lot of fun thank you so much um, my my favorite moment though is danny murphy this is not the 80s <laughs> as love having you on hytham always great to see you sean thank you. <laughs> thank you so much